This is Evangelist Julius Adeomi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. Today, I'm going to teach on divine healing. To make you that is listening to this broadcast to know that it is the Lord's will that we be healthy and well. And if you have been afflicted by any disease, it is the Father's will that you should be healed of your diseases. Because of the way the people in the church or the church's tradition has made some people to think the healing is not for the power of God is no more being manifested. We're going to prove it from the scriptures, from the Bible, that the power of God that was demonstrated by Lord Jesus Christ, He delegated it to the church and He has not withdrawn it up to now. He has not withdrawn that power to heal the sick. When He commissioned the disciples, he commanded them when they were when they were the when they first said the twelve apostles said they should heal the sick, raise the dead. And after he resurrected, he gave this commandment. Let's read it in the scriptures. So that we're going to go step by step in this teaching to make you to see that it is the father's will that you be healthy and well, that he he has already healed you, but not that he wants to heal, he already healed you. It is in the atonement. That is, the healing of our body is part of the atonement that Jesus Christ paid for on the cross. But many believers in the body of Christ are still being attacked by sicknesses and diseases. Why is that? We, when we have come to Christ, we are to claim our right, we are to confess what the Bible has given to us as our privilege as children of the Most High God. And this is one of the things we want to point out in the scripture. I said it is part of the atonement that we believers that are believing in Jesus Christ have been healed of our diseases and signal that we shall be healed. We are already healed once we accepted Christ. We are now to appropriate the promise of God by believing it. You have to believe it. Confess it to your mouth. Say it to yourself. Say to the devil that is putting the affliction upon human beings and say, No, you don't bring up affliction upon me anymore because Christ has healed me. Let's read it from the first book, Matthew chapter 8, to show that this is in the atonement when Christ came and he was healing the sick. This is what was written down in the book, in the book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 17. Let me read it to you. Let me start from verse 16. Matthew chapter 8 verse 16. This is after Jesus, when Jesus Christ started teaching about. When he, asked, when he started teaching about. Let me start from verse 14. And when Jesus was coming to Peter's house. He saw his wife's mother. That's Peter's mother-in-law. Laid and sick of a fever. This is the first beginning of the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. He came to the house of Apostle Peter after he just called them to start following him. He said, when Jesus Christ has come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother, that's Peter's mother-in-law, laid and sick of a fever. And he, Jesus, touched her hand and the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. Verse 16 said, when evening was come, they brought unto him, that's unto Jesus, many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick, 
And look at verse 17. This is a very important verse. Why was he healing them? That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself, that's Christ Himself, took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Christ took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Even before He went to the cross, He started demonstrating that that is His purpose for coming to the earth. And let's see in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4. Where Isaiah actually prophesied what the Messiah will do, why he has to come, why he has to die, why he has to be smitten, beaten for us, for a purpose. Before he was taken to the cross, they first weep our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Someone that was going to be crucified, why are they weeping him? For our healing. He was paying the price for atonement, for our healing, healing of our body from every form of disease. It has been proven that. 40 strikes safe word is what they normally give anybody that is to be flogged in Israel. That is, they said, don't give them 40 strikes. Because that make him to be so demoralized. demoralized. So they safe word, they make it 39 strikes. But they know that there are about, about 39 different diseases upon human race that make that Christ receive all those 39 stripes to take every disease and infirmity and plague out of human body. But you have to believe it. Believe that atonement. Just like he now died on the cross, shed his blood for the removing of our sins from us. Look at what Isaiah chapter 53 was prophesying before the Messiah came. Verse 4 is what I'm going to read. From verse 4, you can read the whole chapter. But from verse 4, he was talking about the Messiah. He said, Surely he, that's the Messiah the Christ, has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes, that is the flogging, we are healed. You see, you understand that now. If you believe what Isaiah prophesied, that the Messiah comes to receive those stripes so that we, human beings, can be healed of our sickness and diseases. That is, the, sick, the healing of our body is in the atonement. That's what I'm trying to point out here. It's part of the atonement that Jesus Christ paid for on the cross. Now, you have to believe it and confess it, even in the face of affliction, when the devil has put any affliction upon you, it is you believing this word and confessing it with your mouth that you belong to Jesus, that Jesus Christ paid for your healing, that you don't have to be afflicted anymore because you are already taking the affliction for us. Then the devil has to withdraw. The devil has to withdraw because this is the ordinance of God. This is the ordinance of God. That is why Christ send the people out to go and heal the sick, raise the dead. He said that freely you have received, freely give. Apostle Peter was referring to this in First Peter chapter 2. Because when uh, Isaiah was prophesying, Isaiah was looking to the future. He said, with his rise we are healed. Looking to the future. But when Apostle Peter, after Christ has resurrected and paid the price, Apostle Peter was looking to the past that it's already done in first Peter chapter 2 here is verse 23 and 24 
been talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. That who did no sin, verse 22, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judged righteously. Verse 24 is where I'm going. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body. That is the salvation. When you believe it, you'll be saved. His own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes ye were healed. Now that's past tense. Because Apostle Paul now is looking to the past. Uh, Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4 that we read. Isaiah was prophesying looking to the future that Christ by his stripes we are healed. But now it has paid for. Before when people was writing this, already paid for Christ has come and resurrected, and it is paid for in full. That was why Christ said it is finished on the cross. After six hours on the cross, the agony completed. Christ said it is finished. That means the payment was completed. Our sins forgiven. Our sicknesses healed. Now we have to believe it, just like you have to believe for your sins that are forgiven. You have to believe it. If you don't believe it, you are not going to be saved. Believe the atonement that Christ shed his blood on the cross for you and for me. And then confess it. You have to confess it. If you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that Christ died for your sins and raised from and was raised from the dead, he said, Thou shalt be saved. That is in Romans chapter 10, verse 10. Now, when you believe that and you confess it with your mouth, you will be saved. This that's salvation. The same way with the healing. Believing that he is paid for your healing. By Israel you were healed. You have to confess it with your mouth also. And your body will be well. As you confess it, the devil will have to withdraw. Why? Because the devil is the one that is putting affliction upon mankind. But when you confess what Jesus Christ has paid for, he has paid for our healing. It is paid for, it is finished on the cross. So you shall be healed. Look at Romans chapter 10 verse 10. Apostle Paul was saying, verse 9, from verse 9, he said that, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, that Jesus is Lord, and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You have to believe and you have to confess it with your mouth. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So what am I saying? Just like salvation, to be saved from your sins, you have to believe Christ died for you for your cross and the cross and shed his blood to remove sin from you. And that he was raised from the dead by the power of God. When you confess that, that Jesus is your Lord and that you believe in that atonement, you will be saved from your sin. And you confess with your mouth. Now, the same way with your healing. Believe that this healing is atonement, is part of the atonement. Isaiah chapter 15, verse 4 that I just read to you. And Matthew chapter 8, verse 17 said. He bore our sins. And by first Peter chapter 2 says it's already done the past tense. Christ has borne our sicknesses. And by his stripes we were healed. Now believe it. If you are sick right now, confess that Bible verse. Keep confessing it until the devil will pull himself away from you. Because the word of God that you are speaking, that you are saying to that disease, that you are saying with your mouth to that disease, and to the devil that is suppressing that disease, that word is like a sword. Like fire in the ears of the devil that is listening. Because the devil is the one that is causing these sickness and diseases. As you keep saying, Jesus Christ paid for my, for my healing. By his stripes I was healed. 
I believe it and I confess it in the name of Jesus Christ. Satan, take your disease out of my body. You don't belong here. The devil is listening. Sickness and disease will begin to withdraw. They will. They must withdraw because that is the word of God. And authority of God is... Think of a king. A king only have to say the word and the servants of the king carry it out. We are kings and priests unto God. And he has said we have made us kings and priests. So we are to say the word and angels will carry it out. And those spirits will carry it out. Even those spirits of infirmity that are causing sickness and disease, they are to obey what we are saying. So remember that. The word of, of authority is in our mouth. We have to say it out as we believe it. You can't be doubting your mind and be saying with your mouth. That have to agree together. What you believe is what you are saying. What you believe is what you are saying. Then the spirits have to carry it out. The evil spirits are consequences have to obey and move away. And then yes, we have to move on your behalf and drive them away. So that is why I'm saying you have to believe first that the healing of your body is, is in the atonement that Christ did on the cross. And then you also have to confess it continuously. Confess it continuously. Even in the face of that disease. In the face of that sickness. Use your mouth to confess it out. Say it to yourself. Say it to your ears so that you're, you are also hearing it. Saying it. And that's how those sickness and diseases are going to be hearing it. Because they are spirits. And they will be. They have to obey. Because the word of God says so. He said, Resist the devil and he shall flee from you. God said, Resist the devil and the devil shall flee from you. So that is why you have to say it. You say you resist them by speaking. Remember, the Bible says the Lord Jesus Christ, when he was after he fasted, Satan came to tempt him. And what, what did Jesus Christ used to defeat Satan? He just spoke what the Bible says. It is written. The devil started tried to do another one. He spoke another Bible verse. It is written. The devil tried another temptation. He spoke another Bible verse. It is written. And the devil have to depart from him. So that's what I'm saying. You resist the devil with the word of God that you are quoting and the devil and those spirits of sickness and disease have to depart from you. So remember that. Now, some people say, well, maybe it's not the will of God to heal. It is the will of God. Let's, let's show that in the Bible. Because that has been the problem of many people, especially believers. They think, well, God is humbling them by putting this disease up. God does not put disease upon us. It is not God that is putting disease. I want you to take note of this. The, prob the problem that the, the, the fall of Adam, even though God is the one that pronounced the judgment, but it is Satan that is implementing the wrath. It is Satan that is implementing the wrath. That is, the killing of human beings, taking them to hell. It is Satan that is implementing it. So, but you see, but you see, you, God, God just withdraw his son and the devil is implementing it. The devil is the enemy. Satan is the enemy. So now, when you know that, you have to resist the enemy steadfastly in your faith. Now, the, when God has now paid for the atonement, and he has said, he promised Adam that the, and Eve that the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of Satan. And that is what Jesus Christ came to fulfill. He bruised the head of Satan. And gave us the victory. That's why the Bible said Christ made a show upon show of the principalities and powers on the cross, triumphing over them in his death and resurrection. So now he has triumphed over them, he has given us the authority, delegated the authority that he said, All power in heaven and earth is given unto me, he said Jesus Christ. And then he immediately delegated that authority to we Christians that have followed him. So go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, and teaching them to observe all these things which I have commanded you. 
and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. So now he has delegated his power on earth to we believers, so that we can exercise that same power or not. Now I say it is the Father's will to be to heal our body. He didn't, God does not put sickness upon mankind. So you can see from the let's read Exodus chapter 15 first, so that you can see that God promised even the the Old Testament. He promised them in the Old Testament through the mouth of Moses that he will take diseases out of the midst of them. Which means it's not his will for people to be diseased. In Exodus chapter 15 verse 26, God said this is like a covenant with the, with, with the Jews, with Hebrews. Verse 26 of Exodus chapter 15. And God said to Moses, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. What does he promise? I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healed thee. Now that Bible verse look as if it's God that's putting disease. No, God is when they translate this properly, it was actually saying, I will permit none of these diseases. God is just only permitting the devil to afflict people. Because of the disease of because of the problem of humanity's sin. That's why God is permitting it. He said this should have been interpreted as I will permit none of these diseases upon thee, which I have permitted upon the Egyptians. But he said, I am the Lord that he led thee. So Jesus Christ is the Lord that has healed us. That was old testament. And even in the other place he said, I will take disease after the midst of you in the book of Deuteronomy. So God God's will is that we should be healthy and well. That is very important for you to know. And so in Mark chapter 1, let me read Mark chapter 1 to show that it is the will of the Father God that we be held in. There was a leper that came to the Lord Jesus Christ because in Israel, in the days of old, in their Old Testament, they were not sure whether, in fact, that was how Moses wrote it down to them. You have to remember that, that what Moses wrote down to them was not perfection because Christ told us that because of the hardness of your hearts to the Hebrews, Moses wrote you this precepts. But in the beginning it was not so, which means it was not the Father's will, even some of the things Moses wrote down for them. It's a bit for the hardness of their heart, God allowed Moses to write that when he talks about divorce. Okay? So then you can say what Moses wrote was not the perfection. So that's why Moses said they should be waiting for the perfection, the Messiah, who is going to bring the perfection. Now in Mark chapter 1, why I said that was to make you to see that in the days of old, Moses wrote to them that if anyone is splitting with leprosy, today it's almost like God did it. And so, if God did it, how will they be able to cry unto God for, for help? They must have done something wrong. That was how they were taught in the, in, in among the Hebrews. They were taught that if anyone is smitten with leprosy because they saw somebody smitten leprosy in the wilderness, and it was like it was the punishment from God, even upon Miriam, the sister of Moses. So anybody speaking with leprosy, it was like a death sentence that it was God that did this. How, whom, did they cry, whom will they cry to now? Will they cry to God that did it? But you see, that was why this man in Mark chapter 1, Gospel of Mark chapter 1, verse 40, there was a leper that came to the Lord Jesus Christ. See, and there came a leper to him, beseeching him, that's, that's like begging and pleading, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, if thou will 
thou can make me clean. Why did he say that? If you will. Because in their, like I said, they, they, were, they were being taught that that was God that put the disease upon them. They put that put leprosy upon them. But God was not the one putting it upon mankind. But Jesus Christ is the manifestation of God. The will of the Father is manifested in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that man didn't know whether it was the Father, God's will at all to heal him. So he came to Jesus Christ, if you will, you can make me clean. And what Jesus Christ said in answer to him, Verse 41, and Jesus moved with compassion. That is exactly how our Father God is moved with compassion for every one of us that are sick and afflicted. And Jesus Christ put forth his hand and touched him. You see, he touched a leper. Which even the righteous, the people that claim to be holy Pharisees, they don't want to touch a leper, they isolated them. But to show that the Father's will is that we be healthy. And Jesus Christ being the complete image perfect image of the Father is the complete representation of the will of the Father. He was moved with compassion for the leper and he touched him and said unto him, I will be thou clean. See, that shows that that is the will of the Father for us, for us to be healthy and healed. And verse 62 says, and as soon as he has spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, which means the leprosy is a spirit, it's a demon, it's a satanic spirit. Not sent by God. Put up a woman, that man, by the Satan. And once Jesus Christ said, I will be that clean, that demon fled. See, it is not the Father's will that you be diseased and afflicted. Our Father's will is that we will be healthy and well. So that is, don't let anybody tell you that God is, God is the one that put that disease upon you. It is not God. Don't let anyone tell you that it is God, that is God, whether it is will of God or God does not will to heal. It's God's will for you to be well. You see, if God is the will, if God's will for me to be well, why am I not well? You have to claim this right. You have to get it right. You have to remember that. There is a law that God has to obey also. It is the law that he has put in the universe. He himself has to obey. That we have delegated the planet out to human beings. So that until we cry unto him and pray to him, he cannot do anything for us. Because it is our responsibility. So we have to remember that. The same way, we cannot please God without faith. Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. So that is why you need to exercise your faith in his word. Faith in the Lord God Almighty. Very important. That is what is going to... Is going to use to heal your body. You, your faith is going to call him to work for you. Remember that. But he has already, he wills that you be well. He wills that you be healed. Because Christ has already paid for this thing. If he's paid for it, it's not going to automatically be upon everybody. Just like salvation is not automatically given to everybody. It's already paid for. But he's saying, come unto me. Because it's not going to force his will upon anybody. God is a gentleman. He's a gentle God. He's not going to force his will upon you. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor, and I have laden, I will give you rest. So, which means you have to come to him. Which means you have to call upon him. Which means you have to believe in him. So, that is why faith is essential. You call upon him, is very essential. You speaking the word of God through your mouth is very essential, because that is how you are confessing what you believe. To the enemy that is trying to have, that is afflicting you. You confess your word. And God is standing by you right now because he has already paid for it. And he's saying, believe it and confess it. And he will have to flee from you. And like I say, Satan is the one that afflicts. It is not God. 
Satan is what that put disease upon people is not God. Let's look at Luke chapter 13. Verse 16. Gospel of Luke chapter 13. Verse 16. You have to know all of these things and believe them so that you're, you are thinking right. Because sometimes people thinking, if they are taught, it's not, if they are not thinking right, they will not be able to pray right. And if you are not thinking right, you will not be able to confess the right thing. Because confession brings possession. In Gospel of Luke chapter 13, I read verse 16 to see, to make you to see that the devil is one that is causing sickness and disease upon mankind. Here is a story here. In Luke chapter 13, I will start from verse 12. I came from verse 11. So there was a woman, behold, in verse 11, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. That was in the synagogue in, 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 in Israel. As Jesus Christ was teaching in the synagogue, that's verse 10, on the Sabbath day, there was this woman was there, bowed over, she couldn't lift up herself. For 18 years she had been in that situation. And verse 12 says, And when Jesus saw her, to show that it is not the will of Father God that anybody should be afflicted and bowed and diseased, infirmity like that, when Jesus saw her, and Jesus Christ is the image, the express image of God Almighty, is the Father's will expressed in, in human body. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was made straight and glorified God. So you can see under example that it is not the Father's will that anybody should be infirmed and diseased. It is Father's will that you be well and healthy and healed. Jesus Christ demonstrated that for that woman that he just saw in the synagogue by saying, that loose from your infirmity. Now, in verse 14, it says, the ruler of the synagogue was angry because Jesus has healed on the Sabbath day. And he said to the people, there are six days in which men ought to walk. Come on those days and be healed. Not on the Sabbath day. And what Jesus Christ answered to the man, verse 15, then Jesus Christ said unto the man, Thou hypocrite, does not each of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or his ass from the store and lead him away to watering? Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo, these eighteen years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day? Who bound this woman? Satan. So that shows to you and me that Satan is the one that is binding people with diseases and sicknesses. Remember that. Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound low these 18 years, be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day? So it is not God that is binding people with sickness and diseases, it is Satan. Remembering that, believing that, you make you pray right. I read in 1 John chapter 3, as I will wrap it up, because then I will pray for you. Because of now there are many other things we are going to still teach in this place. This is the first part of it. Because you have to teach that there are many ways you can receive your healing. And then how to retain that healing after you have received it. Because many times people receive their healing and they don't know how to keep it. Because the devil sometimes will go away and then try to come back. Like a counter attack. You have to know how to resist the devil. I'm going to teach that in the next passage. Now let me read First John chapter 3 verse 8. So that you can see, the logical case came purposely to destroy the works of the devil. Like I said, Satan is the one that is causing diseases and sicknesses. First, remember that. And 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, he said, 
He that committed sin of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, sin is the work of the devil. Diseases and sicknesses, they are followed by, they are following sin. It is the work of the devil. You say, well, you may say you have not done anything wrong. The sin of Adam, that you every man being uh, inherited, is why sin, diseases and sicknesses are in the world. Why the devil is bombarding men and women, human beings with sickness and disease. But Christ come to destroy the works of the devil, which means to destroy sickness and disease. Now, let me pray for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you that listen to me, your body be well. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it is written, Christ paid for your infirmities, by his stripes you were healed. It is finished on the cross. Who is also bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness. By whose rise ye were healed. You were healed on the cross. And so your body receive your healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Satan, lose them and let them go. Take your diseases and your infirmities out of their body right now. Lose them, let them go in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is it, friend. God bless you. Write to us and we shall send you some more exhortation. Go to our website, gospeldistribution.org. And from there you can send us email. And you can get some of our literature that you can buy from Amazon. And that will also bless you. God bless you. Gospel Distribution Evangelical Association. Amen.